my fellow Brappentonians, and welcome to Brap Talk. This is a weekly podcast where we discuss the motorcycle. I mean, it's the know, happenings um, of the of the motorcycles. Mostly week, yeah, ish. ish. You know, yeah. hey, we'll, we'll talk about it. We're gonna get yeah. there. Don't worry about it. I have a good reason for this it's, week. Okay, yeah, this, we got a permission slip. We totally. My mom wrote a note. Well, Shaheen's mom. Someone's mom. There was My a mom involved. Doctor, so she can write a note. There we go. Uh, podcast where we discuss the happenings in the motorcycle industry. I am your host, Jensen Beeler of Asphalt and Rubber. And joining me on this two-wheeled adventure, the second dose to my COVID vaccine, <laughs> Mr. Shaheen Aldani! Whoa, hold on. I wasn't ready for that. I know, right? What? You didn't even, you, we didn't discuss this. <laughs> it's not on my on my rider or whatever it's called. I forgot. I forgot how to do the intro completely, so that's where we're at. <laughs> it's been so it's long. It's been so long. It's been so long. Uh, we have a good excuse. Sell us our good excuse. Uh, it's sad. It's a sad excuse. It's, sad. it's not a good excuse. Uh, T-Man's father passed away a week ago, and I immediately hopped on a plane to go down to West Palm Beach, Florida to be with her and the family and kind of take care of that stuff. So I'm sorry we're late. I had a really good excuse. This has been a thing, too. Like, this is this has been... A whole, I know uh, ordeal. So been, she's been she was there for two and a half months, and then came back, and we went away for about a week just to kind of reset a little bit. And then on the end of our little road trip, she got news that he'd gotten really sick, and so I got her a ticket, and she went right down there and got to spend a week with him, and got to be with him pretty much right to the end. So oh wow, a lot of closure, which is good. And uh, as I would wish for anyone that I love, he passed away in his sleep, on his own bed, in his own house, in comfort. Like, pretty good way to go. Just sign me up for that. If the, when it's my time, please. That's the way I want to go. Um, that's not where you belong, Kat, but okay. Yeah, Coach uh, <laughs> is like full There's, asshole mode today. This is, Coach is like feisty today. I'm actually super feisty. What did you do? What did you feed her? I don't know. Oh, whatever it is, I got to cut it in half. Whoa, I mean, don't fat shame your cat. She's beautiful. <laughs> oh, wow. Maybe you should cut it in half. That was the least graceful jump I've ever seen. Are you okay? She pounced that thing. She pounced the little <laughs> the little bird. Oh my god! She was hunting. That's what she was doing. Go to Kitty. What are you doing, you stupid animal? Go shit. Some, go shit go, in your litter go, box. Go shit in your box. Oh, she's going. That in, should be that's an insult to anyone going, that we don't like. Why don't you go shit going? in your box? She's going in her box right now. Oh, she is actually. Let's go poopy. Uh, poopy. Let's go poopy for daddy. Welcome to Brab Talk. Yeah. It's more of an oh, animal show. So. I'm very sorry to hear about that. I am too, but it was, you know, it was done well. And so to kind of have a little bit of healing moments, we, it's going to sound weird, but so we, we, we buried him and then right after that took off in a car and drove back home. So we his drove car. his car because we were, we were going to bring a bunch of stuff home. So it's like, you know what? It'll probably have some catharsis to just have a road trip. It'll be a fast road trip. We drove 3,300 miles in three and a half days. Uh, but I was going to rent a car and put a bunch of stuff that she was going to bring home. And it's like, well, you know what? We have this car. Why don't we just take this car? We'll bring it home. And then when we're done with it, we'll sell it. And then that's that. Yeah. So nice, comfortable, uh, Honda Accord. If anybody here wants a really clean 2012 Honda Accord, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> got a guy. <laughs> we got a guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we did that. We did a little road trip, saw the countryside and, uh, <sighs> Nebraska is just so big and it's vast. Really, it's really wide. It's just like you, you're like, hey, this is Lincoln and Omaha, and then nothing forever and ever and ever and ever. Mm -hmm. And then you hit Wyoming, and then there is nothing. 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 Forever and ever and ever. Nothing there. Beautiful. Be just obnoxiously beautiful. Just nothing there. Just It's all ugh, so pretty. Anyway, so 
Yeah, big road trip. Three and a half days, 3,300 miles. Well, I'm glad you're both back. I'm I'm so, it felt so good to go back into my shop this morning and just, you know that smell motorcycle dealerships have? I always talk about it. It's like that rubber and, you know, metal and plastic. It's just a motorcycle shop. I walked in this today. I, was, I took a big old deep breath. And I was like, oh, I've missed you, sweetheart. And our brappy little sister was like, you know, you have to be gone for a minute to know that smell. I'm like, oh, that smell, I missed it so much. It's just like home. So the old factory brings back memory. So motorcycle shop, as soon as I walk in, I smell it. I'm like, I know the smell. This is the thing. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm back. Welcome back. We're doing Welcome back to the show. I'm glad. I'm glad to be here. We're going to start banging out some weekly podcasts. Hail to the you. Maybe. Except you're leaving me tomorrow. I am. So we're recording one that's day. Our, that's of, our normal recording day is tomorrow. Oh, man. You know what I was going to do tonight after work? Just go home and do fuck all nothing. And then you're like, let's record today. I'm like, God damn. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for I'm going to go down and see my girlfriend. Well, like, <laughs> fine. Be that way. Go have a love life. I don't care. Listen, I'm trying not to die alone. All right. <laughs> you got me, Jensen. I've got Coda, too, apparently. Can't get yeah, rid of her. She shits in your shoe, and I do not. She didn't shit my shoe. She, she Yet. She's never Yet. done the shoes. She's a little... She's a little extra. Are you coming over here? What are you doing, cat? This is good. Sh- this is a good podcast. This is a very good this podcast. Good, good right yeah. the, the cat is just up. Oh, she's oh. to the side. My couch or Jensen's couch. And she's going to lay right in between that's us. That's a good spot. Yeah, you should definitely thing. lick your butthole on my super expensive couch. <sighs> like, I'm not even allowed to fart on this, Coda. Yeah. I've done it a couple times. Though. Yeah, that's fair enough. I did it too. <laughs> it's Belgian linen, though, so it breathes. <laughs> You know, the Belgians are no well <laughs> no that are <laughs> fart proof. <laughs> uh, it must have sucked to come back from this road trip and this grief and all this stuff, knowing that you have to swap out the motor in your Ducati. So good news for me. Ducati let us know <laughs> maybe news, like <laughs> maybe like three or four days before I left. Um, so out of the 20 something multi V4s that we've moved, four of them were affected. And one of them was mine. Wah, wah. Now, it, it is a womp womp, but I'm pretty impressed with how they kind we'll of... just womp womp like in the terms of the odds because there's like 60 bikes total in the U.S. that are affected. Right. And it's not all of them because there's two suppliers for the... It, what it is, it was a valve guide. Va- valve guide, yeah. I guess the uh, problem is that it could potentially have catastrophic yeah. failure within the engine. So it's like, you know what? It's kind of a thing. That, that's a big deal, and especially out of a 170 horsepower motor. A couple of things, by the way. I helped lift my motor today. It's very light. That's probably like 100, 150 pounds, something like that. I don't even think it's that much. Like I deadlifted that thing. Well, you're a big guy. Look at you. You've been working out. I've been working out. Not for the last two weeks. I've been fucking off. Going to Florida and stuff. Well, yeah, those gains. That's true. Gains. Um, Anyways, so I like that Ducati was tried to get in front of this as quickly as possible. And then they, I I expected, you know, just any other manufacturer, I feel like, and I've seen it happen before where they kind of nickel and dime you a little bit. And they called and they're like, hey, we're sending you guys four brand new motors. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Yep, full complete motors. Like, I unboxed my motor today, and it's like, that is a complete engine with wires and everything on it. Mm. So you just take off that one and put the new one on and move along. And then on top of that, they're like, hey, dear customer, if you already broke your bike in, we'll pay for the break-in. And on top of all that, here's some extra money to go buy cool accessories and stuff that you have to buy. Yeah, or this, you is, buy. this is what, we've talked about this before with BMW. Right. Like, this is this is very much, like, just off the cuff of my my knowledge. But if I had to guess, like which motorcycle manufacturer has the most recalls every year, it's usually BMW and mm-hmm. Zero. Mm-hmm. Talk about two completely different experiences <laughs> right. on the recall spectrum. Very different. BMW does an amazing job. It's just like, oh yeah, your uh, your whole bike. We need to replace like half of it. Don't worry though. We're gonna give you a new loaner. You're gonna get back. You're gonna get. We're gonna give you like four new helmets right. and a jacket. 
and you're going to be okay. 3,000, like they take care of you. Yeah. And that's why like BMW owners are so loyal to BMW, despite the number of recalls that seem to happen with their machines, because at the end of the day, they know they're going to get taken care of. And that's what I saw uh, when it came through what Ducati was going to do for Ducati owners on this from Ultrastar V4 owners. I was like, oh. Dude, I slow clapped it. I was so yeah, impressed. Yeah, you're taking care of them. Super so impressed. You get a new motor, mm-hmm. zero miles. So you, mm-hmm. get to, you get to hit the reset button. Yep. You get two years of free service. Mm-hmm. You get uh, the upgrade on the software for the radar mm-hmm. when that gets approved. Yep. And you get, what was it, like 1500 bucks? 1500 bucks that you can spend at your Ducati dealership. Now, the caveat to that is you have to spend it in one shot. Okay. So get your shopping. If, you, if you're a listener and you have a V4 Multistrada that's going through this, Get your little shopping list together because you can spend up to $1,500. It has to be done in one shot. And if you spend less than $1,500, you don't get money back. So go buy some shit. Have fun. Buy an Maybe, exhaust. Buy an exhaust. Seriously. Um, so that's, I, that's basically what it's going to be. It's going to be like, I don't know how much a multi-strata V4 exhaust is, but yeah, it's about, slip-on's probably like $1,500-ish. No, it's uh, slip-on, yeah. Slip-on's not that much, but the full exhaust. Full exhaust a lot. Is like three grand. Yeah. But you're getting. But dude, that's half off if you did the full exhaust. And that's the thing I said there. Like, I didn't understand in the comments on ANR when people were being like, "Oh, they should just replace the whole bike. They're not." I was like, "What? What are you talking? Like, this yeah. is above and beyond yeah. like what most it's, manufacturers I mean, you're do." You're not going to please everybody. I get it. And we, I'm very lucky. The clients that we have, everybody was like, "Sweet, awesome, thanks for taking care of it." We went and picked up their bikes, brought them back. You know, just took care of the whole thing, and that was easy enough. Now, luckily, only two of the bikes rolled out of the sh- well, three including mine rolled out of the shop. One of them hasn't been picked up yet, so he was like, "Okay, he's a dear listener, Mike. He's awesome," and uh, he's like, "Yeah, just take care of it when it's uh, when it's ready. I'll come pick it up." But the Ducati sent two motors in mine, and the motors are married to the VIN, so you can't just kind of like swap whatever motor for for whatever bike. Mm-hmm. So mine ended up being one of the first ones that came in, and I was like, "Cool." Mine gets to play guinea pig so that we can perfect this so that when it's done, it's perfect. It's done. It's great. You can just go ride your bike and have fun. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm um, bravo. Kudos to Ducati. Great job on this. Sorry it happened. Shit happens, but I'm glad they caught it and they knew that something may go wrong. And I just love the fact that they were like, here's a brand new crate motor. Send us the old one. Yeah. Other brands, take note. This yeah, is this is how it should be done. I don't Absolutely. like it. I don't care. Little bike, big bike, small bike, whatever bike, electric bike. This is how it's done. It's absolutely. Take how care of your people. So it's because because what's, what's the likelihood now that I mean I haven't bought a, a multi-shard of you before, but having seen how you're going to get taken care of, like all you're doing is like increasing the likelihood that that person's next purchase is going to stay within the brand. Value, man. That's yeah. that's literally, and I know it costs money, but no matter what happens in a recall, it costs money for the manufacturer. So the fact that they were like, you know what, this sucks. Shit happens. We're just going to add a couple of cool little things so that the customer can feel better about it and feel confident in us and have added value and hopefully come back. Well, and I think replacing the motor is the right call too because you could say like, oh, we could just replace the head or we could just replace the valve guides and we could do X, Y, and Z. And I think, you know, you've seen that. I don't know if, I can't think of a specific instance with a specific brand, but I know other brands have done similar stuff like that. Maybe even Ducati. And you're like, okay, yeah, you're fixing the problem and it's probably okay, but like 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 you saw in the comments section on right. my site, like there's people figuring out like you need a whole new bike. Right, right. And it's like, well, <laughs> yes, because okay. this affected your suspension as well. Yeah, exactly. Like your wheels are somehow <laughs> in, out of alignment because of the motor thing. Obviously, that's that's like just craziness, but that's called entitlement. It's not that far. <laughs> that's the whole thing. It's like that same person. Well, I went to the restaurant and I ordered the vegan burger and it just didn't have enough meat in it for my liking. So <laughs> one star. Dude, we had a customer complain that we didn't give him like 
A++ experience, even though we took the bike to them 90 miles away from us and let them sign a paperwork over there, like they didn't have to do anything. We brought it to them and it's just like, and he wrote a nasty gram on our Google review and I read it. I'm like, wait, you wrote on here that you had a good time, but you're not going to recommend. I don't understand. That's my favorite too. We're like, I had a, <laughs> I had a, an amazing experience. It's like overall the experience was good, but I will not recommend to anyone. I'm like, but, but okay. <laughs> to, to bring it full circle, because we had those people um, leave reviews on Apple podcasts which many people did. Right. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. I think everyone wrote good reviews. It was, it was great, but there's a couple of reviews. Like if you, if you go down, you look at like the, there's like, I don't know. There's like three, one star reviews. And one of them's like, I love Shaheen and Jensen. The chemistry's so good. This is my favorite podcast. One star. <laughs> You're like, what um, can I do to get maybe two stars? What can I do? What you, can I do with that? Do you, I mean, there's high, just some people that are never going to be one high five. You, but, um, listen, that's just how it works in the world. You're not going to please everybody. No. And sometimes you please somebody and they forget to say thank you. That's all. That's fine. That's not fine, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. My life's too short. Um, <laughs> what I was going to say is the motor, replacing the motor, like, I love that solution because it's like, it gets rid of that, well, what if there's something mechanically wrong right. with my bike now? And I don't know if I want my technician really right. getting in there. and It dicking, takes away any of the weird her. questions you yeah. may have. Here's a sealed motor. Like, any, any Ducati tech can put a motor back in a bike. Mm-hmm. That's not... I was going to say it's not a hard thing to do. I don't know if I could do it. I could probably try. I have a picture of it. Do you want to see what it looks like when, when it's taken some, apart? I saw some stuff. I want to, I want to, so. But, but it's one of those things like, it's a great solution because it's just like all your troubles are gone. Like this, we replaced anything that could possibly be wrong from this issue and you're ready to go. I like that. So I'm sending you two photos. Oh, Christ. Ah, oh, Christ. Mm. And. One of them is the motor in the in the box, and the other one is my bike completely dismantled with the old motor sitting sitting below it. It's it's pretty uh, involved. <laughs> I like everyone's like peering into that yeah. box. <laughs> I like everybody was staring. I was like, I'm gonna get this picture. I would not want to have to deal with this nonsense. Look at this. And that's why I write words for a living. Um, words, words, words. That's cool. I mean, I'm sorry that happened to your bike, but sounds like. Yeah, whatever. So bike should be back together tomorrow, but I'm doing the cool paint thing, so I'll probably put the bike together by the end of the week next are you, week. Are you not alley sweepering this weekend? Not on that bike. Also, it's on Saturday, and you know what I do on Saturdays? Work. Oh, it's fair. I don't like leaving my team behind. I've already been gone long enough. It, like I want to go do the alley sweeper, and I'm. Ugh, we should talk about the alley sweeper. I Let's love talk that about thing it. So Let's much. talk about it right now because I've done it. All right. So, for, for for those of you that are not from Portland, the alley sweeper is this really awesome cool tradition where you show up in your dual sport bike or whatever the fuck bike you really want to and go through the old school alleys of portland so what people should know is especially out where i live there's all these dirt roads that are technically right. city roads right they're, they're city not maintained thoroughways that are not maintained and they kind of they're like in between the main streets that are paved right and so some of them are very well taken care of and it's like a gravel like road the ones that have nice houses on the other side are Nice yeah, and flat. I mean, usually. like the farther east you go, the worse right, it gets. Right, right. Um, <laughs> like there's railroad ties. I've gone over <laughs> railroad ties on this shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it can be anything from like a nice gravel road that's kind of maintained, that's like basically <laughs> someone's shared driveway, right? To just full on rutted wilderness, thorn prickly bushes Dude, yeah. with railway ties, <laughs> and were so cut up. Two people years ago. living in tents and selling like <laughs> small children. And hey, you get, want this child? No, no, I'm just riding my motorcycle. It I can't can carry get it. Super squirrely. <laughs> but part of it too is some of these property owners think of these roads as their own. Right. This is not so your is property. A little bit of animosity sometimes. I got I got attacked the last you time. Sure I did. did. I did. We had to call you, the cops. You, it was a whole thing, man. 
And that guy realized you were a lawyer. He was like, oh, oh shit. Oh, a bad day. But it's a cool, it's a cool, weird Portland thing. Right. It's super cool. And it's happening this Saturday. Well, so I don't, I don't know when this show is going to be put out. But I'll get out before Saturday. I'm going right, to yeah. do, do it on the plane. Nice. That's my commitment. Ah, so you're missing out on the alley sweeper this year. I'm missing out. I, I don't know. Well, I got the Africa twin. I probably would do it. Oh, dude, it's on so much Africa fun on the big bike. It's so much fun. I mean, to be fair, to be free, I kind of do my own little alley sweeper like once a month, <laughs> especially when I have like a an Africa twin garage. It? <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. I can see like some of the people that are like. I think honestly, like this is this is a good segue into. I wanted to plug the Oregon lane sharing law because it just mm-hmm. it just came out of committee. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those things where I feel like the biggest issue is just getting the word out that this is legal because right. the few interactions that I have that I have had with people who are shitty, they don't know that what we're doing is completely legal. Right? They don't know that this is not their property but right. actually a public road. And we're allowed to do, you know, this as long as we go 50 miles an hour and stop at each end of it. And I think some John and Jane out there think, you know, you're, they're trying to protect the kids that play in the alley. Although literally one guy was like, my kids play back here. And I'm like, you let your kids play in a public road. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm like, like, I get it. Like, because to them, it's an extension of their property. It's my back alley. That's the thing. We're like, there's some people legitimately think that you're on my property. Right. And there's others that think like, well, I know it's not my property, but like, this is where I dump all my trash uh-huh. and I let my kids play here <laughs> because, you know, probably one car an hour comes down it. So there's like a little bit of that. Like they just don't really either out of ignorance or just laziness, don't know what, what's going on and that it's okay. And I feel like there's a little bit of that. And that's gonna be the same thing with like land sharing. Like, Hey, you're going to be like, Hey, this is. This is okay. Mm-hmm. This is legal. This is actually helping you. This does not affect you in a, in an adverse this, way. This doesn't affect you at all. Right. And I think like people's default position, or at least some people's default position is you're doing it. You're getting to do a thing that looks like, like fun. And I don't like that. Yeah. You get, you get some benefit that I right, don't get. Right. And I don't like that. Right. I mean, those are the same people that don't say shit to you when you're out there in the fucking rain or the blistering heat because to them a motorcycle is an option you shouldn't you don't have to why don't you buy a car instead yeah. what are you doing a motorcycle why are you grow up uh i was on the track recently tell me all about your track experience i'm a little bummed i didn't get to go to it because you know family <sighs> stuff but yeah uh you were missed we talked about you um you know i did my whole one <laughs> yeah so, saw dan trotty we had a whole thing we hugged uh, it was good. Yeah. my favorite dan he's okay um so yeah, I went down to Button Willow. I got to, I was the first person ever to get to ride the Twono. I don't know, ever in America. The little Let's say America. I got to ride the Twono 660 on the track. Right. Uh, I also got to ride the RS 660 on, on the, the track. track. Woo. Um, Go on. Wait. Okay. Hold on. The question that everyone's probably wondering right now. Yes. Was the RS 660 better than your last experience? Better. In every rubber, way possible? Rubber, better? Rubber, rubber stamp that little fucker. Uh, we did have one issue it was funny the uh i go out and it's giving me like uh like some weird air and the the lights are blinking again mm. and i'm like oh, oh god on. you're killing me don't turns out what it was so um they put slicks on it for mm-hmm. me and it was just enough of a diameter change oh it, it didn't calibrate it that we had to re we had to recalibrate it calibrate it everything was fine um so that's cool um oh, tell me everything Oh, see, I don't know too what the. Uh, Wait, are you allowed to talk about this stuff? Sure, why not? No, I don't know if there was an embargo or something. No, fuck it, fuck it. 
Fuck it. This is Brav Talk. We don't give a fuck. You know what I do with embargoes? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I can't remember. I wipe Coda's butt with embargoes. I've never broken an embargo. You I've, have not, I've had a lot of people. Dude, you tell, haven't told I've me. I've had a lot thing. of people accuse me of that, and I'll be like, no. listen. I've never broken an no. embargo. I'm, I'm here but to that, tell you as his friend. He won't even tell me on a... Before Brap Talk even was a thing, you wouldn't tell me shit if it was on embargo. You'd be like, just wait a couple more days. I will say, it though... it piss me off. You can't break an embargo you're not a part of. And there's been plenty of embargoes I haven't been a part of that mm-hmm. I had in the story. So, mm-hmm. I didn't sign shit. <laughs> I didn't sign shit. Come after me, bro. Um, but, 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 what was I talking about? So, yeah. No, the bike was, bike was great. Um, other than the calibration thing, which is... That's fair. Uh, I don't even think because we were running 180 60s. I want to wow. say stock size is 180 55. That is a big difference. So we were asking for trouble for without calibrating it. Does but, it calibrate within the bike's own computer? Can you tell it to just calibrate? Yeah, to, you put it in a calibrate. It's I've, I've had to do the same thing with the Ducati V2. When we yeah, did that press launch. That. And you literally go into a calibration mode and you ride in a straight line for like 20 feet or whatever it is. Right. The Multistrada V4 has a calibration button as it should because the knobbies and right. in a road tire would be wildly different i am about to fuck my bike up so bad uh, tractor tires are on baby i mean they're on yet but i've ordered them i had a really really good time riding my bike fast and twisties for 500 some odd miles <laughs> ruining that machine ruin uh <laughs> yeah so the bike's really good um let's start with the Tuono. okay so the big thing with the Tuono is it doesn't have the IMU. Right, but it has the APRC. Which, I don't, how does this work? Explain oh, this to me. It's just Let's just sidestep that whole debacle. Uh, <laughs> people are curious, Jensen. <laughs> um, so the interesting thing for me was seeing how that bike was on the track. Now, granted, I had street tires on that bike, whereas the, the R660 had slicks. Um, so it was a little bit of a... It comes with Pirellis off the, off the, out of the box? Yeah, both Pirellis. So the Tuono was on... Pirelli Super Corsa. No, what was it? Probably Rosso. Rosso Corsa twos. Twos. Okay. Sorry. Uh, the RS660 was on the Super Corsa slicks. Wow. Or Diablo slicks, or whatever they call it, Superbike slicks. Um, so there's a little bit of difference in traction right there. But one of the things that was interesting was one without the IMU. You, yeah, there's some differences in how like the traction hooks up and, and intervenes and the wheelie control and all that and there's a little wheelie bump up at button willow so you, you get to really know like your wheelie control pretty well hmm. and there's um a bus stop turn that's totally rutted up and was super greasy and oh boy i could slide the tuono through that pretty much at will whereas like the rs was pretty planted and that was just really throttle how the throttle was was being augmented by the traction mm-hmm. control so there's some differences there but i was thinking about it i was like you know what if i was a street bike guy if i was just riding this on the street the non IMU is probably fine. I love that it, you have it because one, you get corner and ABS, which I think absolutely every bike should have. Yes. Uh, who was it? It was Claudio Domenicali actually, I think, said it best to me when he was like, cornering ABS is for the front wheel as traction control has been for the rear wheel. Correct. So it's a great safety feature. I'm a huge advocate of it. Um, so I'm a little like, doesn't have that. But in terms of like the traction control, wheelie control, I'm kind of fine with the Tuono not having it. And if you're telling me like, hey, we're Aprilia, we have this, you know, RS660, I think it's like 11.3. Mm-hmm. Here's a way for us to get, you know, this bike at 10.5. And that's a price point thing. Right. And I'd be like, okay, that's fair. And if you really like the Tuono and you want to have an IMU, that's 200 bucks. 
And if you want the quick shifter, that's another 200 bucks. Wait, I'm sorry. You can get the IMU on you this one? You can photo? get it as an upgrade. For 200 bucks? For 200 bucks. Oh, all right. Argument over. Yeah. So I'm sitting there going like, I like that you got the bike down to the price point. I think at the end of the day, Aprilia was really smart on where they cut corners and where yeah. they didn't. I love that it's an option though. It's an option. You can do it. I think that, that elite, and the fact that it's a cheap option. Yeah. So, um, actually you get the IMU and the quick shifter and it's still cheaper than the RS 660, which, so that's kind of cool. There's going to be some people that like the, the aesthetic of the Tuono more than, than the RS. Right. Well, probably more comfortable too. With it's, the upright. A, it's definitely more upright. It, it's one of those things like the RS 660 is more upright than say an R6, hmm. but it's still very sporty. Mm-hmm. In fact, like, there's all these people talking about like racers, like, oh, I got to change out the handlebars and all that shit. I'm like, I just leave them the way they are. Yeah, it's it sporty. Be. Like, I can get tucked in just fine. Yeah. Um, especially your, as a bigger your guy. Elbows up. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I mean, you can. Like, yeah, you're going to probably benefit a little bit from changing the handlebars, but that would not be my first priority. No. Um, so is it set up like a. Like a Tuono. Yeah. That's probably the best way to describe yeah. it. It feels very much like a Tuono. Right. Um, handles good. The brakes are good. The brakes are great. So that's one of the things like they're really great. Yeah, for that class. I mean, wow, okay. They're kind of like the budget bin Brembo calipers, but it's good pads, good lines, like it's a good brake package. Like I had a little bit of brake fade, but not a lot. And you look at like some of the competition in that space, like those are the best brakes in that yeah, space. So that's usually been your biggest complaint on a bike in that competition yeah. level. I mean, like for me, the benchmark in this class the, the 100, the, the Jensen score 100 right. is the KTM or was the KP, KTM 790. I guess now it's, well, I guess the 100 would still be the 790. Okay. Obviously now the 890 has replaced it. What's so. the little Tuono 660 get? I don't know, but this is, this is where it gets really interesting. So especially now with the 890, the pricing's almost right on point. Mm. Obviously the 890 has got more torque. It's got more horsepower, The big, but it's also like a bigger motor. So it's going to. Mm-hmm. But the, what I really like about the Tuono and what I really like about the the RS, really good chassis. Okay. Really good tires. Really good brakes. There's nothing on that bike that like you're really sitting there like, because you go and buy a KTM, you're going to want to get new tires. Yes. You know, I would just do tons of burnouts, get rid of those stock tires, <laughs> and then go buy a Pirelli or whatever your brand of choice is. But those, those Maxxis tires are garbage. The brakes suck. The brakes on the KTM sucks. Like you're already going to have to upgrade the pads. You're already going to, at the very least, you probably want to upgrade the rest of the shit too. Yeah, might as well. So there's a lot of stuff on the on the KTM where like you're going to want to upgrade it. Like okay, the price tag is like ten three or something, but you're going to put another grand into it. Whereas yeah. on the, the Aprilia, what I really like is pretty much good to go out of the yeah. box. Just just go right it. Just go right it. It's going to be great. If you're in one of the states that allows a full exhaust, slap that sucker on there, and you'll have what like ninety four horses at the rear wheel. I, I thought yeah, I've seen a couple of Yeah, about that. That's a, that's a healthy little motor. It's a good little motor. It's got um so I'm so bummed I wasn't there to ride it. I'm bummed you were there. It sounds amazing. Out. Switch so so I'm I'm very impressed with the, the, the six sixty. I was very impressed with the, the RS. I'm very impressed with now with the Tuono. I think the Tuono makes sense as like the street bike option, mm-hmm. whereas the RS is like, you're gonna do some track days, you can do some some sport biking. The end of the day, it's like which one do you like better? Which one do you like the riding position better on? They're pretty Styling, similar. maybe I guess a little bit. Yeah, whatever. This one is not like a full naked, but it's more naked. No, it's like it's almost unfair to call it naked. Yeah, um, it's scantily dressed. <laughs> it's got like a sarong. 
It's a it's a Saturday night date night kind of dress. It's a little black dress, you know. Spicy. Uh, yeah, spicy. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, on the track, one of the things I noticed that was really interesting, because on the street, the motor feels pretty peppy. Mm-hmm. And it is a peppy motor. Uh, I want to say guys are getting like 45 pound-feet of torque, 47 pound-feet of torque Dude. at the wheel, uh, which isn't bad. In a race application, though, you don't really get going until about 8,000 RPMs. And it doesn't really come in until nine. What's the red line? Oh, I don't know. 11, 12, mm-hmm. something like that. So you've got kind of a two to 3,000 RPM playing field. It's not a super narrow power band, but it's definitely a power band. Like I was thinking about it just in terms of, of like our home track and stuff like that. Like well, it's all about horsepower. <laughs> you kind of have to keep it on the boil. Right. You know, like you're, if you get kind of stopped at a turn, if you're not in the right gear, if you're not managing your, your speed and your revs, like you're going to have some trouble pulling out of the turns. And so it, I think that's sort of a smaller engine thing though. I feel like it's but part of the fun of having a smaller motor is playing that game of chess in your head of like, all right, I better, a little I bit. better line this thing up properly. A little it's not bit. a cheater bike. You're not on a leader bike that you can just womp, you know, on the throttle and go. It's, um, I feel like an SV650 has a more linear torque curve. Hmm obviously a lot less peak horsepower it's it's just that game like where do you want to make your power right and aprilia was like listen we're going to make an engine that spins really high has a lot of compression Mm -hmm. and we're going to make that cam profile so we make our power in the higher revs and that's how we're going to get the big horsepower numbers that's what they did it's not anemic down low but you definitely lose some stuff down low like i I was looking at the 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 dyno charts between Mm -hmm. my bike and uh, one of my competitors who's on an r660 this year Mm. and i'm just like buddy like the torque curve from like nine thousand below like i'm making like twice as much torque as you is this is this pre or post your build is this monster build Ooh, it's monster build so you're feeling good then it's monster build you're, feel, you're feeling you're feeling all oh, the torque curve on the monster way is so good oh i like it like the numbers are deceiving where it's like no 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 look at my look at my torque at five thousand rpm where can you lose weight on an rs660 to make it a proper competitive racing bike? <laughs> good question um wheels i imagine wheels for sure because they're just those those cast wheels. Um, there's a lot of body work. So lo- there's a lot of plastic that you can get rid of. Um, to like a lighter weight race plastic, I guess. Yeah. And there's some there's some weight to be lost by going to like a racing subframe and right. like a solo tail. Lights, I guess you can get rid of. Lights for sure. I mean, are, they, are they all? Um, yeah, weird. They're all LED. They're all LED. Yeah. Oh, that's impressive. That's the other thing. Where it's like it's it's a good looking bike. Like it's how is the dashboard? It's good. That's a thing for you. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I've always liked Aprilia's. I don't think they're the the best, but they're they're above average. Mm-hmm. You know, they're above like the median. So I, yeah, I have no issues with it, and their controls are pretty intuitive. Um, for the most part, uh, these don't come with cruise control, do they? You know, you asked me that. I don't remember. I'm on the track. I'm not doing cruise control. Come on, bro. Come you want to put on cruise control down front straight? Uh, off the top of my head, I want to say there is cruise control. Let's just say yes. Really. I don't know. Sure. Why not? All right. You gonna make me look it up? Yeah. But yeah, it's a good little bike. Like, you know, where is it on the score? I don't know because it's its strengths and its weaknesses are very different than the KTM's. Mm. Uh, if the seven ninety is a one hundred, yeah, this is probably it's probably right there. It's probably also a hundred. Better brakes. I still think the eight ninety is probably like a one hundred five. Oh wow. If you're, yeah, but it's a cheater motor. It's not even in that class. Well, anymore. that's the other part of it where I'm just you like, got, you got 210 extra CCs 
ostensibly. And, that, and that's and that's the part They're, they compete because it's a similar type of buyer. Right. It's a it's almost exactly the same price point. And so it's hard to be like, oh, here's our 660 parallel twin, and here's our 900 cc <laughs> parallel twin. And you're like, well, yeah, no, 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 no shit. That's making more power, more torque. Yeah, um, but I guess you're getting better tires and better brakes on the 660. It punches pretty good, and like, but you can start comparing it to like an FZ09, which is a similar price point, similar type of bike. Correct. I'm taking this Aprilia. Oh yeah. You start comparing it to an FZ07. Oh my god, doesn't oh, don't even, even compare. Don't, yeah. SV650 doesn't even compare. No. So it's definitely an upmarket bike for a really, really decent price. The, the conversation that you and I are going to have in a couple weeks, because I just got the invite for the Ducati Monster launch, which is kind of in this space as well. And that'll be interesting to see. It's, it's like the first monster that I don't immediately hate because of the styling. And it's definitely a more upmarket because I think the pricing is higher. It is. The pricing is really good, though. It's very good. The, the fact that it's, what is it? it's like 11. It's the exact same price as the outgoing 890, 821. It's like 11.3 or yeah. something like that. 11. Yeah, I think it's it something, is. I was, I was really impressed with the price, whatever it was. I'm, oh, I'm so excited about that new monster. I am so excited about that bike. It's probably the nine. It's probably the bike I am as excited as I was about the V4 Multistrada. It's just finally something new is being put into the monster lineup. And it just, it looks so good on paper. See, I feel like the monster competes with the KTM better. Whereas like the Aprilia really was going after the Japanese. Right. And that KTM kind of, it kind of dances in both camps. Well, they're trying to save you some money by giving you some cheaper stuff on there that I guess you can upgrade if you are going to be a more hardcore Jensen Beeler type rider. If you're just some average person riding that KTM, you're probably not going to notice the tires and brakes that much. Well, that's the thing. Like you put two grand into the ktm and two grand into the aprilia i think you get a much better bike on the ktm side than you do on the aprilia because like the aprilia you're like all right i got some lighter wheels and maybe an exhaust all right cool whereas like on the ktm like i'm putting new brakes on it i'm doing all this other things mm-hmm. like yeah it's an interesting field that one it's uh, i'm i'm so excited that that mid-sized motorcycle especially the naked segment is becoming so exciting there's so many neat fun very complete motorcycles. And yeah, they have, you know, differences here and there, but it's so cool that you get to pick between these three neat European brands now to have something that's a, frankly a better offering than, than say an FZ09. Well, I don't know if it's better, at least, you know, subjectively speaking, in my mind, I think it's better. It's always more fun to get something that's a little more upmarket and, you know, you can, you can stand out a little bit more. Say what you will about the KTM styling. It is definitely, you know, it stands out. I don't hate it. Uh, Tuono does have cruise control on the 660. Yes, for that price. Fucking impressed. All it's right, it's not bad. It's not no. bad. I like it. I mean, it's that's, not a, bad. that's a good little bike. You can commute on it all day long. You can probably take it for neat little rides down to your favorite, you know, curvy road. You can probably do some light duty touring if you wanted to. Two stars would recommend. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, I, I, I don't. What would be my criticism of this bike? I don't know. Um, make it cheaper. I, I didn't have to. I, I was hoping it would be a sub 10 bike. That was my <laughs> only kind of thing. I was like, oh, I was hoping. That'd be pretty rad. So I'm not hating it at 10.5. So 10.5 for this. And then how much is the RS660? 11.3, I believe. Ooh, do we want to start a wager at where the Tuareg will be? Hmm. Hmm. I have a I have a theory. Okay, give me your theory. I think that a Do you have insider information on this? No, I don't. Okay. No. That's not fair. Nope, nope. This is a theory. This is I. I, I swear on Coda. <laughs> uh, 
No, here's why I have this theory. I think that if they're truly going to make an adventure bike with a 660 motor in it, who are they going after, Jensen? What's the bike out there right now in that series? No, spot? yeah, they're going after Tenere 700 people. And if you're going to go after the Tenere 700 people, how much do you have to sell that bike for? 10 grand. That's well, fair. you don't. You, you don't have to. You, but, but man, what a way to just fucking just stick it to Yamaha. If you sold me a Turag 660, now it'd be interesting to see if the Turag has the IMU or not. Well, but they could do what they did with this bike. That's what I'm saying. So let's just say for giggles, they sell it to you for 10.5? Like, take out the IMU, take out the quick shifter, fucking yeah. take out the, uh, the, um, uh, trash on Friday night. No, the, the, definitely make sure you do that. <laughs> take out the cruise control. No, you gotta have cruise control no, on. Take it. that shit out, sell it for sub 10, and then have those as options. I hate when the people do that. You put that Turag on the market for 10.5. I would gladly pay five hundred dollars more, but it needs to have the over the control to have like actual features instead of like. Don't get me wrong, I think the T seven is a great bike. I mean, if it's got the APRC, it's already got more features than the. Than if the it has a digital clock, it already has <laughs> right. more features. Uh, Aprilia, if you're listening, if you, I'm telling you, if you do this bike as a quote unquote like base model that doesn't have the cruise control, doesn't have the IMU, and doesn't have the quick shift on there, and you do it at nine nine nine, holy shit, man, Yamaha is gonna lose their fucking mind i'd be okay with that i'd be so okay with that as long as you can get the imu the cruise Fine. control you know, spend and the, the thousand dollars for like the full technical package or whatever the fuck you want another 600 it. bucks i'd be totally on board <laughs> all right 600 dollars. you can have the imu and you can have cruise control well they're not gonna i don't think they'll do that i think all the things on 11 grand all right you're good yeah oh and then, that and, would then, be, and then and then that have would a be just model. naughty that would be oh i would laugh so hard if that happens i'd buy one I probably would. I I probably actually oh, would. That's um, that is the one adventure bike because I'm all I'd about probably, that. Norden. I'd probably go down to my local Prelia dealership. Be like, hi, hi. I would like to do something that involves me <laughs> giving you a lot of money, but like not that much money because. But not. Yeah. But kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's like Coda Kitty's food budget for six months. Listen, you know, ramen's not that bad for you, Coda. Just calm your tits. Let your dad have a goddamn Aprilia. That's how I feel. She's pretty cute. Right? She is very cute right now. Um. Yeah, that's that's my theory, and it's because I just want to see it happen, and I'm putting it out into the universe because I feel like a couple of Aprilia people listen to this and go, "God damn it!" Oh, they're definitely because they wanted to hear my review on the 660. <laughs> we had a whole thing. We had a whole conversation with Aprilia. <laughs> uh, the Italians are very sensitive, Jensen. Yeah, that was fun. Always fun times with them. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't have like I don't have a ton of ton of complaints this time around. No? The the bike worked as advertised. It's a good bike. Uh, Do you I think was, it's going to be a fun competitor on the Omra track, on the Omra circuit? For Omra, it's going to be a game changer because PIR is such a, a horsepower heavy track. Yeah. You know, like what I was talking about with the torque is probably not going to be that big of an issue on the regular configuration. I'll be curious to see what it's like on the chicane rounds. And on the ridge. And then at the ridge. I don't think it has that big of an advantage at the ridge. I think I'd rather be on a Kramer at the ridge. Fascinating. I would love for you to do a back-to-back just to see what kind of times you get on, say, a, 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 a let's call it a properly set up RS660 and your bike. So I don't want to, like, promise this, but Aprilia was very excited about the idea of me racing it at one of the rounds this summer. Fun. I don't think we'll get to do it on a regular course round. We'll probably end up um, one of the chicane rounds, which I would say is... I mean, I I think the bike's going to do very well no matter yeah. what. I don't think that necessarily plays to its strengths. 
I mean, you so that said, will be interesting to see. And I bet they heard you say this then, because you had said that you think you can yeah. create a new lap record. They asked for about that. that. Yeah. Oh man, I would love I, to see. I that. think you can do 13s on the on that bike with an exhaust, a power commander, race gas, and slicks. My mouth is a gate. Just, just not even. Just tape the headlights, huh. safety wire it, call it done. No don't, shit. Don't need that much power because it's just. It's already a light bike, Shaheen. Yeah, four hundred pounds wet. So you take off, take off some of the nonsense. Yeah, that's gonna be like. I'm telling you, you put lightweight three seventy. I wonder if Rapilia is gonna gonna have their like uh, I forgot what they call it, but it's something like a race kit. Yeah, there's like the well, there's the one in Italy that's the uh, the Trofeo. Well, no, not even bike. that. Like if you buy an RSV four, you can buy like the race kit and right. it's the wheels and exhaust and something. You can buy well, you can buy it from Aprilia Racing, right? Where it's already ready to go. Huh. You know, it's got the bodywork, it's all safety wired, it's Dang. got the, the ECU. I think that's going to be later this year because they're, I didn't even have this down in my notes, but one of the stories I want to have come out pretty soon is we need to talk about the huge supply chain kerfuffle that is happening in the motorcycle <sighs> industry. Dude, it is killing us. I just bought like half a season's worth of race fuel, brake pads, and tires because I'm not entirely sure that at the end of the year or later this year, you will be able to get those kind of things. Yeah. There's there's just this crazy game of catch up happening right now yeah. where they're trying to literally fix almost. I mean, Italy was shut down for months, months. China that's crazy in logistics terms. You just look at like we had the Suez Canal thing yep. that that that's going to have ripples in the industry. Oh yeah. Um. There's still there's a, a shipping there, container. <laughs> there's a worldwide shipping container shortage. Yep. Uh, production in China is all messed up. We're starting to see uh, COVID spikes in India and mm-hmm. Southeast Asia, and that's going to have huge effects in factories because that's where a lot of this stuff is getting made. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a worldwide shortage on carbon fiber right now. You cannot buy Rotobox, Dimag, BST wheels for pretty much anything because all the raw material for that is stuck in China. Mm-hmm. So there's all these things like, like, like someone's telling me like certain Yamaha oil filters. There's just no delivery date. Like you need an oil change. Good luck. Yeah. Um, so there's all these things, and it's not any one particular brand. It's it's just all over the place. But there's severe, severe supply chain shortage because a lot of people are running pretty lean supply chains at this point. And the pandemic and the the disruption and the lockdowns and all that is just having ripple effects. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna take us a while to figure it out. Like it's the same thing. You go into your, your Safeway and they might not have toilet paper at six PM. Right. Because it's just it's just that fucked up. That's why you buy a bidet. Grow up, people. Oh my gosh. Wash your ass. Just get a bucket. <laughs> um, I forgot what the Filipinos call it, the little bucket that they have. Yeah, it's a thing. Damn it. Don't, um, don't get me started on that. Um, <laughs> where was I going with this? Uh, oh, the 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 race kit bike. So right. like, like apparently it's the same thing. And like, like today, what was it? Um, MV Augusta came out with a Super Veloce. Like, 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 and KTM came out with the uh, the Super Duke RR. I wanted to talk a little Did bit I about see that. Gold frame on that Super Veloce. Oh my god! Focus. Mm, I am focusing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting because like you're seeing all these 2021 model releases happening. You know now. Now, yeah. <laughs> and it's because and it's purely because like their supply chains were so backed up. It's like yeah, we didn't want to announce the bike because we weren't entirely sure it was going to come out this year. <laughs> and it's that same issue. So. Listen, Yamaha I mean, did it for like three years of the Tanner A700. You guys yeah, be can fine. Just, be fine. just talk about it now. Fuck it. It'll come not, out in not 2024. Not like MV has ever done that before. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, 
I'm going to get in trouble for that. Oh, um, the Russians are going to come after you so hard. <laughs> fucking Americans are. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, there's supposed to be an Aprilia Racing Factory Works version of the RS660 right. that you can order. Will you be able to get one this year? 2022, maybe. I don't know. I think they're just hoping that they'll be able to deliver on the Turag 660 at the end of this year. Right. The RS660 was like a couple weeks late. I think the Tuono is kind of on time. So they're kind of catching up. You know, we'll see. Um, but that bike is going to be it's going to be a competitor. I think at more tight tracks and technical tracks, it's not going to be the class killer that we expected it to be. Um, but at horsepower tracks like uh, a PIR, um, I mean, I was going to say Coda, but Coda's not really. Well, yeah, I, could Coda's, see, I could see Coda. It's not front straight on Coda is like 10 miles long, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the back straight's even longer. Um, <laughs> what's the other track I'm trying to think of? Brainerd, long course at Brainerd is another one where like, horsepower is king right um you know it's gonna it's gonna have an advantage there the chassis is really good the suspension the stock suspension is pretty okay huh. you know i don't have like we we set the sag on the rs660 uh for my weight and pretty much called it done like yeah could have spent like half a day fiddling with knobs yeah maybe but but it worked but it worked pretty good just not really we didn't change springs or anything we just did, did a little preload it just sounds like a fun little track day bike. It's it's just it's good. It's it's really it's really good. You know, I I think um, Aprilia hit it on the head. Like not everyone wants an RS. Uh, sorry, wants an R six. Right. But they want something that has electronics that is competent that does that does have a good chassis is purposely built for it. Not everyone wants to take a shitbox bike like an FC07 and try and make it good. Right. And like twenty thousand dollars later, and you have an okay bike. Right. You know, whereas like twenty thousand dollars into a six sixty, you're gonna have a fucking weapon. You're gonna have this. You're gonna, gonna have insane. a weapon. Twenty thousand dollars into a Kramer, you're gonna win a club championship. <laughs> Fighting words. Welcome to Crap Talk, where we talk crap. I was gonna say I don't have that much money into that bike, but I might. Yeah, I probably do. Yeah, if you really the motor, start the motor for sure. Yeah, I mean the wheels, the motor. I got a deal on those wheels. I got a still, guy. still not cheap. I got uh, my, my friend, my friend Bobby in Slovenia. Help he, me out. Uh, his name is Bobby in Slovenia. I'm no Troy Sihan with the Dots Pretzel sponsorship, though. Well, you know, that's a good get. You need the fucking Mountain Dew sponsorship. Why are you slacking on this? Let's just let's just uh, let's just paint that thing green. I just spent um, five hundred dollars getting fuel shipped to my house. One, <laughs> I think it's amazing. <laughs> That you can buy five gallons that of fuel. That is one of the most privileged and, sentences I've ever heard and in they my life. It's amazing. To you. <laughs> like, it's like, like I totally don't have 40 pounds of something flammable in my don't truck. Don't worry about it, yeah. guys. Don't, Just don't, don't worry about me, it. please. <laughs> so I've got a really interesting fuel test. I found... Oh, God. Is your house going to smell like fuel again? I found, like, three really obscure fuels that have really good potential for making horsepower. Oh, you're such a nerd. How'd you find these? Fucking one Troy turned me on to one of them. Oh, uh, Troy. The other Troy. one is a fuel I've been, it's been in Australia for a while. Huh. And I've been, I've been waiting for it to come here. <laughs> so I might be like, it, I'm probably the first motorcycle to ever use this fuel. That's amazing. <laughs> it's an amazing fuel. Uh, and then I got a couple kind of like stalwart fuels that I'm like going to benchmark it against that I've benchmarked before. So Foster's fuel, probably Foster's Australian yeah. for fuel. And then I found out if I buy, what was it? 
50 gallons at a time, I get free shipping. So that could that could work out. Well, that's nice. That's not bad. I mean, considering shipping, how heavy that shit is. What was it? One of them, it was 80 bucks for five gallons, 70 bucks to ship it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so like, like doing just one barrel is not very cost effective. You got to buy a lot. So did you, are you, are these all for you or did you do like a group buy with somebody no, else? No, no, no. I just bought one because I don't know which one I want to use yet. <laughs> Jensen's all about the camaraderie except stay off his no, fucking I got fuel. No, I got no problems. Like, like one, like I'm one, I'm going to buy, I bought five gallons of fuel and I'm going to use probably half a liter of each. Right. So like if anyone wants some fuel, like I'm your guy. <laughs> um, Come to me about some liquid. Yeah. I got no problem sharing with it, but it's like, I'm doing it for my own article yeah. purposes. It's for, and it's for science. For science. So, are you going to do a diner run again just yeah. see what happens? Yeah. I'm so curious about this see. new build. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Did Joe give you any directions on like how much you should, how much octane you can and can't use on this new build? Yeah, we definitely need the octane um, because it's it's pretty high compression. It's oh, about, yeah. It's about 14 to 1 compression. Holy moly. Up from 12 and a half. Wait, what's the minimum octane you can have on that thing? Uh, I don't know. Like what 92, the, I don't 93? Know what, like, the heart, no, more than 92. Yeah, I was going to say, this is not a, this is not a, pump fuel bike anymore i will give my competitors a little tip i cannot run mr12 it will ping no shit we've lost uh, a motor of this build before we i haven't haven't done shit uh kramer has a test motor that did not survive on mr12 oh um that is that's at the limit though because it worked okay on the dyno and then it didn't work on the track Mm mm-hmm so whatever what's mr12 off the top of my head i think mr12 off the top of my head is like 92 uh it's 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 a really low octane fuel that is actually really low um so yeah that's 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 my problem shaheen i need something that has a lot of oxygen Mm -hmm. but also has a lot of octane Mm -hmm. so um that's actually not as easy to find there's only i shouldn't say it's not easy to find there's a few options in the space I'm hoping to find some gains by looking beyond that. So I think you'd be all right. It sounds like you've done some some research. There's some there's some, you know, method to the madness. I could be barking up a tree too, but that's 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 kind of what's fun about it though. I'm on VP's site. They have so many different fuels. There's MR12. Goodness gracious. What's the spec sheet say? Um, well, the the motor octane rating is 85. The Ron is 101, so that's a mix of 93. So, yeah, it's 93-ish. So, it's basically, we were getting a premium at the pump. So Yeah, you definitely don't want to do that. Yeah, we're definitely going to put a lot more. Um, that's only 8.7% oxygen, huh? I thought it was more. And one of the fuels I'm looking at is 11% oxygen. That's <laughs> so silly. Wow. That's so silly. I won't tell you where I got it. <laughs> Why? Because uh, it might be coming from a MotoGP team. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell strings did you pull? Uh, no, you can buy it. You just gotta know. You just gotta know a guy. You just gotta know a guy. You gotta know what number to call. That's you gotta all. know a guy. Um, we we touched on it before. Oregon Lean Sharing Law passed the uh, joint committee that it was in. This is the farthest we've ever gotten, man. This is the farthest we've ever gotten, man. Um, there's a good chance this is going to happen, Shane. I don't want to jinx it. I don't either. How? Okay. How, how do we get our listeners who are from around here to go do the thing? LaneshareOregon.com. There is a tool that you put in your name and your address. It will then spit out to you who your representatives uh-huh. are, and they will give you a canned 
It'll yeah, uh, it'll auto populate an email. Yeah. For you. Yep. So you literally like they make it super fucking easy for you to like let your legislation legislator know that you support this bill. Yeah. That you want to see lane sharing happen in Oregon. And this is definitely like a first step bill. Like so we've touched on it before. It basically allows lane sharing on the freeway uh, when the traffic has basically stopped. Right. That's the easiest way to describe this. Fine. Let's start. Which is some progress. Point. It's great. I mean, I was stuck in traffic. Like, there's so much traffic now. Dude, we beat COVID, didn't you know? We beat COVID and the traffic's back. Like I was sitting there in like back. in my car thinking, man, I bet some motorcycles wish they could lane split right now. They'd be lane splitting like motherfuckers up in here. <laughs> so yeah, it goes from here. It goes to the Senate floor. It passes the Senate. It goes down to the House. If there's no amendments or anything, then it goes to the governor. Uh, and hopefully it becomes a bill. That's how. Oh I'm yes, I'm a bill. <laughs> I am only a bill. So we'll see. Um, if you are an Oregonian, please let your legislator know. That's all I'm going to say. It like, takes 30 seconds. It literally will take 30 seconds. Repeat one more time. What to do? You go to LaneShareOregon.com. Listen, okay. Uh, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna. Next time you go to the toilet, you're gonna be in there. Take your phone with you. You're gonna be on MySpace. Mm-hmm. You're Where's gonna be on Tinder. You're gonna do whatever it is you do you're on the be toilet. TikTokin'. TikTokin. Just just take a minute. 30 seconds. Not even a minute. 30 seconds. LaneshareOregon.com. Put in your address and your name. Get your two legislatures, three legislatures, whatever it is. Copy paste the, the, the thing. Email them. Wipe your tushy and you're good to go. Good. That's Use all a goddamn from bidet, you. man. Come on. Stop wiping paper up well, and down your beehole. I was going to say wash your hands afterwards. But Definitely wash your hands afterwards. I'm okay with the paper. I don't like a wet butt. <laughs> I don't. Just telling you, telling you facts. I don't but like use a, a little bit of TP and clean it up after it's wet. You dry it up. You dab. You just dab, dab, it doesn't, dab. It's not the same, Shane. It's so much the same. Oh, you the walk shame. around with like a different person. You, you, walk around, little, you walk around with the innate knowledge that your b hole no, is. You get a little toilet paper in there because then the toilet paper gets wet, and then that's how well, it that's breaks. Why you dab. You dab. That's how it breaks apart. You dab. No, you're crazy. <laughs> You're talking crazy. I'll coach you through this. You're Jensen. talking crazy. It'll be I've so been, good. I've been to Southeast Asia. It's not like I. It's not like I don't know how to do it. It's not like I haven't done this in my life. Like I've I've been to a lot of countries where the the toilet paper is not a thing. I just prefer the toilet paper. I get the Charmin extra strong. It's great. Like I don't know. I don't understand the issue here. Um. Speaking of things that are disgusting and great, <laughs> it was April Fools. We we missed having our podcast for April Fools. We did, but you did really good. <laughs> I was so proud. I laughed out loud. So I, I actually guffawed. I screamed. There's there's like there's a pretty good backstory to this. So so people have to understand for those for those that are just joining our show for the first time <laughs> welcome april fools is my favorite day of the year it's <laughs> it is my favorite day of the year on a personal level it is my favorite day of the year on a professional level i take great pride you in my very, april very fools jokes <laughs> i may or not i may or may not have created a fake company to prank eric Buell one year i don't know <laughs> um uh it tends to get me in more trouble than it's worth but that's okay i think it's worth it i think it's totally worth it uh, so, uh, I got news that, uh, Harley Davidson decided that asphalt rubber was not worthy of coming to the, uh, Pan America launch. Uh, I don't know if it's because we're a road focused publication <laughs> or of my endless stream of Photoshop covers for their dropping sales results. You know, that might have to do it. <laughs> that might have to do it. Another thing I take great pride in, 
Um, whatever the case may be, um, I think that's a silly, a silly decision. But it's their party; they can they can invite who they want. Yeah. Was I planning on writing an April Fool's joke about them before that happened? No. Did it sway me into changing my thing, my my perspective? You know, a little. You know, maybe. Just I'm not going to lie to you. It, it maybe had something to do with that. We're not above petty. I'm, I'm not, just saying. I'm not. I'm not a perfect human. <laughs> you know, I have plenty of flaws. Um. Yeah, but your April Fool's jokes are never flawed. But uh, sometimes a good perfect. a good defense is a strong offense. So. I actually got rejected from OnlyFans, which I feel kind of personally <laughs> aggrieved by. One hundred percent, the correct decision on their part. Uh-huh. But it was kind of like, really, you you don't want me to post my OnlyFans content with you? Okay, that's fine. So I created an OnlyFans account for for Harley Davidson because one, they should be on the platform. Totally, um, they're all reach about, everyone. They're all about customer engagement. Absolutely. And two, you should protect your brand and make sure idiots like me can't register the name Harley Davidson. (laughs) I can't believe he was available. I had to use the hyphen because someone else already took it as all one word. Um, What I really wanted, if I'd had more time, I would have gotten like a couple and said like the guy's names or the girl's name's Harley and the guy's name's Davidson. (gasps) And that was like a couple's account. That would have been, I didn't have enough time. Man, your, your, your internet explore well in this case safari uh, history must have been hilarious look i'm getting fucking lawnmower <laughs> you are you know manscaping <laughs> ads now uh, um so so yeah i keep a list an ongoing list throughout the year of my april fool's ideas this was one of them it wasn't gonna be harley but you know sorry for partying Sorry, not sorry, bro. So then we wrote the fake story about about Harley Davidson, and then I got the, and then I made all these photoshops of all these Pan America uh, photos with 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 my own captions. These are your captions. This is this is just stuff I was coming up with. These are great. Good and, fonts, by the way. And those, that was gonna be the the content that I was gonna be putting on OnlyFans, but then I got rejected from OnlyFans, so I couldn't put it up. But I shared it with a story, anyways. I thought it was good. There were some other good ones. Um, I do think it's kind of funny that uh, a lot of brands were picking on Harley, or a lot of publications were picking on Harley this year. My favorite one though is the guys. I mean, from you're J- the biggest fish in the sea. They're gonna they're gonna come at you, man. And apparently, have the the worst sense of humor, um, <laughs> or lack thereof. Lack thereof. Um, I like the boomer bag from Giant Loop. I thought that was really good. Very good. That was one of my favorites. Uh, that was probably number two for me. This 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 OnlyFans thing. I was screaming. I was. <laughs> You know, here's why I was laughing so hard. I believed it for a second. For like a good 10, 15 seconds, I was like, man, that makes a little bit of sense. And then as I was saying that, I'm like, you dumb, gullible motherfucker. It's he not, got you. It's not the worst idea, Shaheem. It's, it's not I even thing. I even pitched I it to I was justifying them. it in my head. I'm like, this is, I mean, I get it. Wow. I even pitched Harley, it to way one to go. Their, <laughs> I pitched it to one of their marketing guys. I was like, if I was you... I will give you this account. You guys should set it up. It's worth it for just the headline totally. alone. And then just and just play it straight and be like, yeah, we're just going to post a lot of bike totally. about bikes. You're welcome. And we can make it like you could you could be fun with it. You could say like, yeah, we're going to Oh, look at these cams. You like these cams? Yeah. You know, the best ride of your life. The best You've ride of your life, way, baby. Yeah. Plenty of space for all your toys. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's just like <laughs> I'm just reading your uh getting dirty is always better with a friend. <laughs> I mean, these are great. They get slightly worse as you go down. Don't worry. We'll get you up. 
That's a wheelie one. That's a great one. <laughs> My favorite's the last one. Uh, squad goals when the whole gang is ready for taking good time. Yeah. And then, when was the last time a mustache made you <laughs> made this much wood? Which helps because the uh, <laughs> the quoted PR person in the story is um, Ronald Jeremiah. <laughs> He's got a pretty good mustache. <clears throat> so yeah that's why i'm not going to any uh harley press events anytime yeah, you've soon basically you've you've that been just burned that's, there's a picture yeah. of you in the harley like entryways yeah. the security guys are like if you see this gray-haired fucker don't let him in here that's fine i'm okay <laughs> with it whatever i mean you basically wrote their 2021 marketing campaign i still think like like if someone at harley wants that account like i will be more than happy to give it to you like run with it that's a great idea. Run with it. I but love you know it. they're not gonna. They won't even rename the damn thing the uh, the dirt glide. I just feel like there's so much opportunity there that they're just not. They're leaving to. a lot on the table. They're leaving a lot. So much. That's okay. Life is hard. Lee. <laughs> so good. Mm. I I mean your Buell one is probably one of the best ones ever. But this is again another thing that got me banned from. Um, Ever going to a press launch with Buell? <laughs> well, and I don't expect the new incarnation. I was gonna say maybe <laughs> maybe under new either. ownership uh, it'll be like oh, this guy uh, sounds pretty fun. <laughs> he likes to party. He's a, like he's a good time. He's a partier. He pissed Harley off, and we don't like Harley that much, so I guess we'll invite him. Maybe that's what they're saying. Uh, I laughed, and truthfully, that's all I really care about. Um, but, but speaking about things I care about, KTM twelve ninety Super Duke RR, sir yeah pretty cool actually super cool it's amazing are we gonna get it all signs point to no yeah that's my that's my deep breath sigh bullshit yeah so um did not hear a peep from ktm north america about it it is not on the american website even though it's on the other ones and we did have that rumor uh, that asphalt rubber broke right thank you r pro supporters um that there would be no new 1290 models into the U.S. this year, and it would appear that the Super Duke is not immune to that. So, do you? So wait, 2022 maybe for this bike though? They're only making 500 of them. I mean, I guess they can make 500 for the 2022 model year, right? But it it, it feels like a limited edition kind of thing. But it they're has making people sign up through. Coolers. It, it, it has a lot of cool things like the carbon fiber tail section yeah. that doesn't have a subframe, right? Self-supporting tail section. So badass. Solo seat looks really good. Pretty badass. Are these OZ racing wheels? I don't know. Who they they are. look like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably they're, I think they're forged aluminum. <sighs> they're so they pretty. lost. Cause they, so they took 20 pounds <sighs> off the bike. That's, that's no four of it were in wheels. So it's probably forged aluminum over yep. a cast. Aluminium. Uh, it's a weird looking bike, but I like the look of it. I like it a lot. Yeah, dude, I love weird looking motorcycles. This is I, super fucking cool. I haven't seen a price yet. I mean, just based on all the carbon and those wheels and those neat looking little front brake coolers, I I would I bet this thing tickles twenty eight grand easily. It's not crazy. It's not. I mean, if you consider the it's regular regular octane version is what like 18 19 grand yeah, it's like 19 ish yeah yeah so they're adding all kinds of cool shit on there i mean just the suspension looks super trick it's good suspension um a lot of carbon fiber it's got the slip on a cropovich 
the wheels. Yeah. yeah. I think you're going to get, I think you're going to get pretty close to Street Fighter price, t- price points. That's probably going to be what, like 180 horses? Yeah, they didn't really touch the motor. So it's 180 horses and 180 kilos, but I think that kilo is a dry weight. Mm. I mean, that motor is pretty rowdy. I've ridden the oh, yeah. last iteration and it'll, it'll make you yeehaw in your helmet. It, yeah, I mean, it does, does not suck. Mm-mm. I love I love me a Super Duke. Uh, Damn, super cool bike. Sorry, we're not getting it. Yeah, super bummer. Um, I don't agree with that. But I think it's a lost opportunity. What a, it's? I am super, this is, it, it's so funny. It, this design, this KTM's design language, it took me a minute to understand it and like it. And now that I'm at, past that, I actually really enjoy it a lot. And it's really kind of fun to see people have visceral reaction to it. And that's what I like about it. It's super polarizing. And on this bike with this paint job, it just, it's, it looks really, really good. It looks so mean. Very nice. Yeah. Keep looking for a price. I can't find one. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a damn shame, sir. Um, but on 24, 999 euros, bro. I'm just making that up. That sounds right. It does. I feel like that's how much it's it's in that area. Yeah. Um, pretty pretty rowdy so like i said 500 being made worldwide probably the closest you're going to get to one is canada the high-res photos <laughs> of asphalt <laughs> yeah. rubber very nice photos though uh i tried to leave them at full full resolution for the for the kids i like it it's good for uh, the it's good for the computer monitor exactly um i think i think we're just about done the last thing i want to talk to you about new suzuki gss gs xs s1000 see that at karaoke night kind of an under underrated bike i think one of the most underrated bikes it just gets completely glossed over like when you talk about the street fighter segment right it doesn't even come come up up. (laughs) Uh, which is kind of a shame it's it's a pretty good bike i'm not a big fan of the full fairing version the 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 gsx s 1000 f i think i said that right are they still doing that i hope not but it's not too not a great yeah i feel like suzuki's sort of i was thinking about this uh with the you know with the new hayabusa and how both you and i were like nah they should have done this that and the other with it i feel like suzuki's kind of going the route of let's just make good bikes they don't have to be crazy. They don't have to be like mind-bogglingly fast or the best handling or the best anything. Let's just make good bikes and try to survive this shit. And so maybe this is what this is as well. It's just going to be another good bike. It's not going to make you go, oh, yeah, you should totally consider this if you're thinking about this or the new KTM 1290RR. Like It's not even the same. It should be, but it's not even the same playing field. I would agree if the price matched. So like you can say that I feel like the the Jixer right Jixer thousand right I feel like you can say that we're like hey is it the most whammy bammy latest greatest all the things superbike right no but you know what it also only costs like fourteen grand yeah with the Hayabusa it's like eighteen thousand dollars now that's what the Hayabusa got wrong though where it's like hey it's like the old Hayabusa but we just added four grand to the price tag and you're like <laughs> wait what apparently IMUs are expensive. Or if you're a Prilly, I can remind them that They're it's only two hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> you're like I don't understand why you're doing this. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that one either. But like this, this bike right here, 
I've always liked them. I, it's never been the bike, you know, that I've thought about buying. But anytime I see one, it's like, yeah, it's a cool bike. I'm, it's, it's a good bike. I mean, the current version is just over eleven thousand dollars. So it's right. another one of those like, imagine what leader bike that's going to do off the top of my head. Let's say one hundred and fifty horsepower. Yeah, that you can get on the market for eleven grand. Name one. I, I can't. I mean, I'm sure like maybe Kawasaki's got something. What's an what's an MT10 now? An MT10. I like the MT10. Don't tell Yamaha I said this, but I like that MT10. I like it a lot. I just don't like the way it looks. I gave that bike a good review. Where'd that get me? Nowhere. Nowhere. Where you going? Nowhere. Nowhere. Got nothing but hassle. Mm-hmm. Don't hassle the Hoff. Nothing but hassle. Dude. Uh, well, see, MT10 for 13 grand. Would I spend two grand more and get the MT10? I probably would. Probably. But, but I mean, when you're eleven grand is a pretty good price. Yeah, fuck, two grand is a lot of money. Because Suzuki's got great incentive programs that they come out with throughout the year. Yeah, you probably end up buying this bike for like. You're gonna get like you're gonna you're gonna pay eleven grand for it, but they're gonna give you like seven grand back (laughs) and some sort of like. (laughs) Just gonna write you a love letter. Financing and gear and nonsense. Yeah, they're gonna find a way to like make that value. They're the value. That's what they are. They're the value. Um, It's, uh, It's interesting that it's all you know sort of teasing photos and stuff like that so it's coming out on april 26th they're teasing the kind of new fairings led headlight i hope i hope they keep that price tag same mm-hmm. i hope that they give it some more electronics and some more some more huevos huevos uh, rancheros huevos is uh, industry talk for eggs eggs um uh but I hope they don't do what they did with this with the Hayabusa, where it's like, hey, here's basically the same bike, and we just added a lot more to the price tag. Right. So I don't know. I feel like Suzuki's trying to figure out who they are right now. They're like <laughs> they're like a they're like a teenager. They're they're going through some tough times. They're discovering things about their body. They're not quite sure what they're into. They're just, exploring. Uh, sometimes they're sad. Sometimes they're not. They're acting out a little bit. <laughs> Speaking of good choices, we had one A and R Pro sign up. Nice. Good Which choice. Which is pretty good for like three weeks of not doing a show. <laughs> is it, I mean, you know. <laughs> no, it's, it's been less than that. Uh, we put one out a week ago. Yeah. Three weeks is probably an exaggeration. When, when did I put it out? Wait, who, so who, who joined us? Will. Will. Wilhelm. Wilhelm. Wilhelm said he wanted to support the podcast. Oh, Wilhelm. You're and, very nice. Yes, he did. I think he got a year. Oh, wow. Thanks, yeah. Wilhelm. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Plus, we got these really cool mugs. We did. So, so do we? We didn't plug the mugs yet, did we? Well, we plugged it on Instagram. On I social. put it on our Instagram story because I was so excited. I wanted people to see it. But Mike, Mike, one of our dear listeners, Mike, sent us such a nice letter. Uh, really he, nice letter. He he battled and defeated cancer. Fucking a cotton. Fucking good job, dude. Proud of you. You're a badass human being. I, I've my mom and my wife went through it, and it's. My mom, it, my mom still has still, cancer. Yeah, it's it sucks as a as a loved one to watch it happen, and all you do is you know try to be there for them and make life as easy as possible. So way to go! And after he beat cancer, he bought himself a Goldwing. Smart decision. Nicely done. He's out in North Carolina, just enjoying the beautiful mountains and hills out there in his Goldwing. And anyway, so he sent us these really badass uh, mugs, cups. I don't know what's called. Is it like a tumbler? Tumbler. tumbler. That's the word. Twenty-two ounce. Hog. I think it's called a hog. Yeah. It, uh, it perfectly fits the small bottle of Mountain Dew in it. It does. And it keeps it cold. Very These are cold. insulated. Like, feel it. Like, the outside yeah, nice isn't, and, that, isn't that cold. Oh, my ice is still in there. My ice is still gone. So, these are, this is quality shit. It's lovely. It's uh, ours. Is, so, the one he sent us has Ducati emblem, 
and then a bunch of like oil coming off the top of it and it's just it's a good this is what my garage should look like i like it a lot definitely I'm going garage to drink tumbler. many many drinks out of it it's gonna go to work with me and it's got a straw and it's got a straw so that i can just drink out of it i'm not really pro straw but i appreciate that there is a straw nice two weeks it's been two weeks since we did a show thank you mike what an awesome gift honor to have you very Listen to us appreciate very it. lovely letter very, very, very lovely. um anyways other listeners please take note we like free shit uh, <laughs> <laughs> um oh also i'd gotten a message from one of our listeners wondering when his stickers are going to come i apologize it didn't happen because i had a slight family emergency but they're literally all enveloped up at my desk i just got to send them so tomorrow then so tomorrow then <laughs> uh good 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 um by the way all the ones that i send i put in the back of one sticker at least like either like xos or like a little love letter like a little thank you or something it makes me happy whatever like you, if, I, if somebody sent me stickers and had a little like xoxo in the back of it, i'd be like thanks nice i see what you're trying to do you're trying to be the favorite podcast host on this, uh, on this you know on i'm just deal. uh you just gotta you gotta you gotta give people love jensen if you want to love back i guess I don't know how that works, obviously, with my relationship <laughs> of manufacturers. I mean, clearly you do. You're flying out to San Jose to be with your loved one. Not with Harley Davidson, though. Thanks for nothing, Harley Davidson. Yeah, you know, it's not like we broke all the major stories on that bike. and I mean, it's not like we have listeners and readers who are interested in this shit. Or like half your employees listen to our show. Um, <laughs> whatever. It's all good. It's, fine. I guess I'll just go ride this Ducati and that I'll Honda. I'll just go and that to other press launches that you're not at. Good luck with your bike. I hope you sell a bunch of them. Wait, when are, are you leaving tomorrow? Yeah. At like what hour? Like noon. I got to come grab a bike from you. Okay, I'm here at noon. Certain black bike. Certain dark, 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 dark gray bike with lots of chrome on there, which you probably haven't even cleaned. Nope. Because it's a fleet bike and you don't fleet, clean wow. fleet bikes. Yeah. Anyways, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do the, uh, the uh, alley sweeper in the fucking R18. Oh my God. Alley sweeper on the R18 would be awesome. You know, that's the thing, though. Like, I think that's part of it. Like, I think if you did an alley sweeper on a BMW R18, like, who's going to get mad at you? Dude, people will stop and be like, is that a BMW? That's, that's amazing. Right. I used to have one of those when I was younger. How'd you do that? I think what it is is like when you show up on some like ratty two-stroke dirt bike that right. obviously has no license plate yeah. <laughs> and like eight zip ties <laughs> holding it together, they're just looking like, you're up to no good. Uh, you're up to trouble. You show up on a Goldwing? They're going to get on the back. They'll be like, let's go, Chariot. Hey, do you mind turning up Taylor Swift while we do this? Yeah. <laughs> That's what you need. That is what you need. You need the T-Swift <laughs> on the Goldwing bouncing. Yeah, I got to I gotta come grab that little uh, little Beamer from you tomorrow. Okay. I mean, I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it at noon. All right. I'll be here before then. Wait, are you leaving here at noon or you got yeah. your flight's at noon? No, my flight's at 2. I'm oh, leaving okay. here at I'll noon. I'll be here before noon. Okay. All right. All right. That's all I got, sir. All right. Well, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Raptalk and on Twitter at WeRaptalk and on Facebook, Raptalk Motorcycle Podcast. I'm fading, dude. Yeah. And email? write to us a lot. Write e- us. How do, nice you, how, do you, how do you email us, Shane? Uh, oh, WeRaptalk at gmail.com. Oh, man. I'm glad you caught that one. And when they can sign up for ANR Pro Wear? At asphaltrubber.com slash ANR pro. Just pro. Oh, just pro. Hey, man, not my website. I'm just sending not, people to it's you. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sir. All right, y'all. Make good choices. Safety third. Good talk. We'll see you out there.
I'm ready. Got your mic? I don't know. Is this a good sound? Should I come closer to it? Closer. Closer. What? Why do I have to be louder? The fuck's the world going into? How about? How about now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's all, oh, right. it's yeah, all up sure. in there, Bobby. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, you betcha. Don't you know? Don't you know this mic is sounding so good. I was going to... I was going to go down to the store, but then it was snowing. So then I didn't go down to the store, and I have no maple syrup. I just realized my accent from the Midwest starts sounding like I'm from the Caribbean. Yeah, man. <laughs> you be jamming the wood chipper, man. Yeah, man. It started snowing up in these fucking cities. Maximum respect. Peace, love. Bumbaclot. Just don't make me do an Australian accent. <laughs> it's so good. Nope. Nope. It's, it's gone. It's gone from my brain. Just, just waiting for you, princess. You ready? Because you're on your phone. You're doing this little. Yeah, I'm answering. I'm doing business. Biz doing, business doing the business. All right. I can just do don't your business to. I'm businessing while energy. I'm doing business with you. I want the energy. I got so much energy. It's not even funny, dude. I'm, I'm a little. I mean, I'm a little delirious, but I'm all right. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those shows. Try, <laughs> <laughs> try. Ah, fuck. We lost him again. <laughs> Get the smelling salt. God damn it, this guy. <laughs> Five seconds. <laughs> 